country, country music. <laughs> I am a bonafide um, Christmas Grinch. And, uh, you know, when we decided to do this episode, it really sort of forced me to, and when I say forced, I mean it really forced me to start getting into the Christmas spirit. and uh, Which is difficult for you to do. <laughs> Well, it basically was just forcefully making me listen to a bunch of Christmas songs. But um, I, I'm honest, I'm I, I'm a bit of a Grinch, but I'm not that much of a Grinch. Um, and I think what uh, it's funny. Uh, I remember at one point because we sh- we talked about the whole time how we when we do episodes like this where we're talking about songs specifically, we share we share our playlists. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you asked me, you said, "Do you actually like? Do you actually like these songs, or are you just pulling like <laughs> random country Christmas songs?" We were driving in the car, Amelia and I, <laughs> when I was listening to your playlist just to familiarize. <laughs> and there was some kind of eyebrows going back and forth, <laughs> Amelia over to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I feel like Sean's kind of phoning it in with some of these." What song was it? Oh, was it the Little Jimmy Dickens one? <laughs> it's i'll know as soon as we we come through it there's some really good ones in there like uh dave dudley six tons of toys but because uh, i'd never heard that before um but and new baby for christmas by george jones that's good too but i forget which I one want a new baby for christmas um so <laughs> i thought it might have been the little jimmy dickens song because it's a pretty soft song like <laughs> yeah and it's 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 quite christmasy but um you know, I, I'm I, if I'm if I'm being honest here, I, I kind of just wanted to work uh, little Jimmy Dickens into the into the podcast. I so that he give my shout out. I don't think we've talked about him once yet. No, maybe on the Nashville Sound episode. I don't think we did. No. Um, the other thing I love, and this is a bit of a, uh, I I can't think of the word for it, but um, I really like that Hawaiian kind of like steel sound. Oh, buddy, do I got but, one for you? But okay, I like it in Christmas country Christmas songs. If if you try and bust out a Hawaiian steel solo in anything but a country Christmas song, I agree. Uh, it's going to upset me. Sean's going to get upset. F- coming from a steel player. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so I, I think that was part of why, and so I guess we'll skip it when we get to it. But And I, 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 I fully figured that might have been the song that threw you, was that little Jimmy Dickens song, but mm. I wanted to talk about the Hawaiian steel sound. I do, there is one other one on my list as well, but... I, I do like that vibe a lot. I think it comes from that Bing Crosby, like, Maliki Maki, the thing to say. You know that one? Yeah, like the Hawaiian. Of like, yeah, of course. It's a great song. Know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that Hawaiian. So are we talking steel. about that now or are we talking about when we get to the songs? Well, well I guess we talk about when we get to the songs. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we decided under, I feel like a bit of duress to do this Christmas episode. Because, Why duress? From well, who? Uh, just in general, societal pressure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, just the, kidding. Uh, the <laughs> the pressure of the season. Yeah. Now that Halloween's been over and Thanksgiving's over, everything just immediately. You know what? I'm well, we not... get screwed too because we're Canadian. So um, Thanksgiving happens before Halloween, so we don't even get the break. We don't get like Halloween and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. Man, I started seeing Christmas shit up in the grocery store and everywhere else almost immediately after Halloween. And yeah, it's man, like, they're, putting what Santa, the they're putting Santa hats on skeletons as, like, as they take the yeah, Halloween decorations down. <laughs> like, it is, in my opinion, it is not acceptable to have Christmas shit out before December 1st. That is 
I, and we haven't discussed this, and we disagree on a lot of things. This is something we d- agree on: is December first. That's the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? Yeah. What really <laughs> frosts my Calvinator? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna be. This is gonna be an episode. This is gonna, gonna be a happy, happy episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're trying. We're having fun. <laughs> Oh, just like that Garth Brooks album, fun. We're having <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Less contrived than that, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to... Well, we're wearing our Christmas shirts. We did, which is pretty hilarious. We didn't realize... But we didn't realize <laughs> that like our only Christmas shirts have the same theme. And we didn't even say we're going to wear Christmas shirts. I was wearing like a camo Tyler Childers hoodie, and I was like, oh, Andrew, wait, I brought, uh, I brought a Christmas shirt. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing one, too. (laughs) And they both happen to be uh, subtle references to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. (laughs) So yours, um, I kind of love it. I remember seeing this at some point. It's just one of those, like, uh, Christmas sweaters with all the, like, knitted, the trees, the knitted, like, the snowflakes and everything. And then it just says shitters full <laughs> from cousin eddie when he's when he's pouring out the shitters full <laughs> the shitter into the sewer from his trailer yeah and yours is a uh the the scene of the griswold house all lit up and lights in the background with uh what would be clark griswold in the front with a chainsaw and the uh the, the friday mask. the 13th <laughs> hockey mask on which looks like a a jason friday 13th type shirt but 100%. Then you realize the the subtle uh, hint to the Griswolds. I got it from my favorite um, horror movie, like merch website. They're called Fright Rags. That's where I get all my like <laughs> crazy socks and all that stuff. But yeah, this one was great. But I love that it's like they went subtle. Like they didn't do because I- I'm pretty sure National. Yeah, there's Lampoon's nothing subtle about that shirt <laughs> except the reference to National Lampoon's. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Same with mine. Yeah, <laughs> shitters full to someone who doesn't know what that movie is. So I think this is probably going to lead us a little bit into uh, what is making us do this episode or, or the theme of this episode is a bit understated, right? It's like... I, I can't wait to see what you're getting at here. <laughs> well, it's that I'm not, you know, Christmas, the whole hoopla about it all, like mm-hmm. it gets to me and I get, grumpy. I get grumpy about it. Like it's it's so busy leading into it. Right. And it's such a big thing and everybody makes such a big deal. And it's like, you got to get all these presents and you got to go do this. And it's like, it's so busy and everybody's angry. And it's like the whole point of it. And I'm not going to do you mean it, like, like in a personal and family sense or do you mean, cause you work in like corporate retail and this would be like the craziest time of your year. Is, is that compounding it? Or are you talking about only like family life? Uh, no, I mean just the general like I don't care if you work wherever, um, but it doesn't matter really. It's just that if, if you try and go out like early to mid-December and do anything, you want to go shopping and get something like it's chaos. People are annoyed. People are angry. Uh, and it, it's just, I, I guess it bought, and I'm, we're not going to get into a whole like spirit of Christmas talk here, but it's <laughs> it's more for me that it's just like, it's generally turned me in uh, to a bit of a grump. And I, I do still like um, the holiday itself, because what eventually happens is, you know, when I take some, I inevitably take some time off between Christmas and New Year's just so I can, uh, go back home. And I like the fact that, you know, it's a solid week off spending time with family. Um, 
getting back home. And, and I think that's, when I looked through our list, that is a pretty solid theme of all of our songs is like <laughs> getting back home, doing the things that you used to do when you were younger. Yeah, and the nostalgia. Like, I, I do feel, really feel like a lot of the whole like the magic of the whole season it was like that existed when we were younger and then it's so just like, like grump leading up to it but then nostalgia and magic of the time uh, yeah i mean i guess yeah you you pick up on it a little bit but it's like i i feel like a lot of that was lost as i got older it was just like it was so magical when you were a kid and you didn't have responsibilities and then all of a sudden now it's just everything's a pain in the ass like mm-hmm. just to get in your truck and go somewhere is a pain in the ass in december you know yeah <laughs> So I, I figured before we get into um, all of our songs and all the stuff, we want to talk about our favorite uh, country Christmas songs. Since we don't often get uh, very personal, I thought maybe since, you know, it is the Christmas season, uh, <laughs> maybe we could uh, talk a little, because I don't think you and I have ever really talked about this, but it's just a lot of the themes of these songs are, you know, going home and what makes Christmas special and that, mm. that kind of stuff. And uh, I thought maybe we could talk about maybe what, we both do around Christmas, you know, give our listeners a little insight into what uh, makes Andrew and Sean tick and, uh, you know, talk about what uh, what you do around Christmas. What are your traditions? What do you guys do as a family? Yeah. Tell me. What do you do? I just asked you. Oh, that was it's, it's your to turn. Me. Jesus. I was about oh. to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I the underhanded I pitch drink. to me That's as what you I do. crack a beer. <laughs> uh, we also drink. Um... I wish I'd known you were going to do this and I could have prepped for it. That's the point. About it. Um, it's off the cuff. Well, we live on a farm outside of, uh, in, outside of London, Ontario and in, in, in southwestern Ontario, like one of the farming epicenters of uh, Canada. And we've, uh, yeah, I don't know if we really have that many traditions. My brother and I started one a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, after I got uh, our executive producer for Country Country Music, Merle the Springer Spaniel. He shout went out. Shout out. <laughs> uh, he went to hunting school, and so he's he had a lot of natural instinct for uh, flushing. He's a flushing hunting dog, so uh, he's he was naturally already great for um, pheasants and grouse, partridge, things like that. But thought I'd bring him to this, uh, great local, uh, bird dog trainer who actually is in the bird dog hall of fame in Tennessee. Um, really, yeah, yes. Really serious guy. I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. He even competes hunting, um, with bird dogs on horseback. Like he's got this crazy compound, like outside of Brockville. It's, uh, it's awesome. Anyways. Uh, so turned out that maybe 10 minutes from our family farm and we never knew this exists this like 1500 acre game farm that is like all birds and we 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 go there to hunt pheasants and we've started doing this on christmas eve every year since then so we essentially now my brother has a uh, a black lab that he's training for waterfowl so my dog is more for upland his is more for waterfowl but They'll both do a little bit of each if they need to. And so we, we just go out with them and bring home a whole pile of pheasants for Christmas dinner. That's a good combo of dogs too, right? You've kind of got it all covered. Yeah. Yeah. If we lived closer together, because uh, that's about what, six hours from here, 
So we, we don't get to hang out all that often, particularly during hunting season because it's busy time around here for work. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's one of our main traditions and we have family dinner at the, at the farm. But now that I've gotten married this year, the other half of my new family is now in Vancouver. So we spend the first part of it on the farm and then we are flying to Vancouver for uh, the in-laws side of the family, which I'm not really sure of any traditions yet. They usually go to Hawaii or something. So Ooh. I'd like to do that one of these years is get the hell out of Dodge and I'm go down t- south. I'm told that that is going to happen and that I'm going to need to get on board. <laughs> um, Are you guys going to split? Um, I feel like I'm doing an interview right now, uh, but I'm just generally curious. Um, Are you guys going to start splitting where you do like one year with her family and one year with yours? Um, eventually, yes. Um, at this point, we both have grandparents that are getting on that we want to make sure we spend as much time with them. So I think the next couple of years, we're going to be spending, pr- probably doing splitting each Christmas where we, we do back to the farm and to Vancouver. But eventually, we'll probably do one year here, one year there, one year here, back and forth. I did that like once upon a decade ago, like when I was married and we started doing the, the back and forth, like one year here, one year there. And um, it was hard, but it was fun. I mean, you, where was here and there? Uh, here was like Renfrew area and there was Sudbury where I'm from. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah. But I mean, it was still, it wasn't. Well, I guess, no, that is that bad because that's a long drive. Yeah. Are you flying? About, no, it was about five hours in between, but we weren't, what I meant was we weren't doing, we'd do one year uh, in Renfrew and one year in, in yeah. Sudbury. So you'd miss an entire year with your family at Christmas, which the first year I did it, it was, it was painful because yeah. it was the, f- literally the first year since I was a kid since I was yeah. born that I didn't spend Christmas with my family. But I mean, yeah, you learn the new traditions and, and see how other people spend Christmas and it's fun and interesting. And I, I think that's, you know, it's part of the, the fun of the whole thing. So now that you're talking about it, tell me more. Uh, tell me more about, tell you more about what I do for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm from Sudbury, which is Northern Ontario. Uh, Sudbury Saturday night, stomping Tom Connors. Yeah, there, we usually have a few of those. If you all don't know, <laughs> check it out. It's the ultimate in Americana. It's like Canada's Johnny Cash. And I'm going to talk about uh, Stompin' Tom a little bit later on too, because oh, he perfect. just happens to have one of my favorite uh, country Christmas songs. Yes. Uh, yeah, I go back to Sudbury usually for, you know, five, six days. Most of my family, I mean, a good chunk of my family is still there. And then anybody else, you know, friends, that kind of thing, they all kind of descend upon Sudbury for, for those couple of days. So, you know, just a lot of family time. We have, we're a pretty musical family, so we have a very legendary, um, hoedown. Yeah, it is. It's a hoedown. We call it sing song. Oh. And uh, it's come to the point where all, all Sudbury sing song, <laughs> eh? eh all of, like all of our friends, uh, it's like they're asking us, like leading into like, okay, when's the sing song? When's this happening? Because it started off just like as we were kids, it was like our, uh, you know, our parents, aunts, uncles, everybody just trying to get the kids to be musical and carry on this tradition that they always did. And then it that's started, why it's called the sing song. Yeah, and as we you know turned into teenagers, it was like, well, can we bring our friends at least? You know, <laughs> and then our friends, oh, this is lame. Like, but then it turned into started to be fun, and now you know as we're all becoming, well, we're all adults now. Uh, 
it started to become this huge thing where it's like all our friends want to come and it's it's sort of become our party now and it's become less like christmas carols and things like that and more i mean me and my brother drive this it it's more of like a country hoedown now yeah but it's uh, it's a real good time, and your brother's do. like a pretty prolific like band leader. Like he's got the vibes of somebody who really kind of orchestrates something, and I would agree holds he's... court in like a I don't know I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for. It seems like almost a Bob Wills ish type of figure that I think of him as like the Willie Nelson of like the country scene. It's like he's just. Yeah, he's a presence. Everybody respects him, and it's you know he just does his thing. He's super chill about it. But uh, yeah, like he's doing that, that um, Sinatra thing. That Sinatra thing. Yeah, I which saw is that. That's funny. Real fun to watch. Yeah. I, they always do it on a weeknight, so I can never get out there. But right. uh, yeah, so that's kind of our our tradition. It's very musical, and then cool. uh, you know a big part about what I like about Christmas is that you know it, it's a solid week where you can just you know you, basically you're just you're drunk, but you're not that like party drunk because you're around your family. So you got to maintain, you know, a level of drunkenness that's like acceptable. You're walking the line. You're walking and you walk that line the whole, you can basically do that for an entire week if you want to. Dude, I have the (laughs) best. Did you listen to all the songs I put on there? Uh, yeah, pretty much not through and through, but I enough to Merry Christmas from the family. Yes. Yes. I listened (laughs) to that one fully. And that's kind of what made me think about what I just said is that like walking that line. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I noticed that was another theme uh, in all of our songs. And not all of them, but a good chunk of them is uh, the family, like the crazy family kind of thing. I'd never heard the Hayes Carl song that you put on there. And when I listened to it, I was like, did this come after Robert Earl Keane? Because it's, well, we'll talk about it when we get there. I kind of actually wondered the same thing because I'd never heard the Robert Earl Keane thing. And then uh, I, was, I was like, hmm, I wonder if Hayes Carl kind of vibed on this a little bit. I, that's what I was thinking because yeah. I feel like it's newer than... I don't know. We'll look into it. Yeah. I'll Google it while we're talking about it. So, yeah, we are, I mean, we're a few weeks out from Christmas when we're recording this, but uh, we wanted to make sure we got it out there for all you good people that listen. Um, so you could have some Have Christmas. a sweet playlist too. Yeah, a sweet playlist that we're putting out there. It's gotten pretty giant. I think we could even put some more in there, not just the ones we're talking about. Yeah. But we'll put everything we talk about up front and then we'll just add more cool shit as we go along through the season. So I think part of what also because Prime Country on Satellite XM annoyingly but also somewhat uh, interestingly for the Christmas vibes turns into an entire country Christmas station. Huh. Yeah, you don't have satellite radio. No. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think it's for the whole month of December that or maybe up until Christmas. I don't know. But it becomes all country music. Every so well, or let us Christmas be, country music. Let us be your country. Oh Christmas man, season. is there ever some shit on there though? Well, and this this speaking of how we always do the segues, but that's a good point. Is a part of again when you were like, do you actually like all of these songs? What drove me towards a lot of these songs? It was you know uh, I'd say it was well, I'm gonna say a few years, but I tend to say a few years when it was like a decade ago. But <laughs> I remember just like sitting around at, probably at my mom's house at Christmas and just like all the classic Christmas music just it got to me and I was like oh, I can't I can't do this anymore and then I started just really uh looking up like full-on country Christmas stuff like Loretta Lynn 
like Johnny Cash. Like there was a really cool like bluegrass, like Charlie so, Daniels album, like stuff that's actually country, country Christmas music, you know? So for me, the way I, I was thinking about this, I thought about it last year for a playlist and because uh, we, we were doing this country show with the band and we had to play some stuff in between. So I was trying to pick a good playlist and um, I realized that I hate almost all exclusively almost all country it doesn't matter who like okay here's a good example george Strait has at least one country record mm -hmm. several maybe everything on it is garbage because is it standards it's standards yeah and it's like when everybody like when carrie underwood or or leanne rhymes and like whoever like tim mcgraw and Kenny Ches, like, I don't know, like, they do these country records where they do their own take on, like, rocking around the Christmas winter tree, Wonderland, winter wonderland, like, and it all has, like, the jingles and the everything and the strings and the, and the choruses and the choirs. And it's like, it, it is like, it's insufferable. I hate it. Like, it's just, it's so terrible. Like, how many versions of the same song can you hear? Fuck me. I don't want to hear another one again. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> But then on the opposite side of that is the originals. Like the original country Christmas type songs are fucking dynamite. Some of like this, like Robert Earl Keane, like mm -hmm. um, Merry Christmas from the Family. That's one of my favorites of all time, like such a classic. Or like I'm going to talk about a bunch of Casey Musgrave songs. And it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's a really great segment of the original country Christmas songs that I think make up the majority of our, I think we might have one standard in the whole list. Mm -hmm. And the rest are alt country Christmas songs? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're country country Christmas country songs. Country alt Christmas songs? Yeah, yeah. Al alternative takes on, uh, no. Country alt Christmas songs. That's what I said originally. Did you? Okay. So uh, <laughs> we are we were. I'm a couple glasses deep. We're drilling it down here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna nail this down, and we're gonna we're gonna make what we're trying to do um, for everybody is make you the perfect country playlist, so that you don't have no to. No cheesy standards. No cheese. No Garth Brooks singing you fucking winter wonderland and <laughs> whatever else. God. And no. <laughs> and no don't you hate blue christmas <laughs> i do seriously don't you, don't hate, you hate pants, pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh i hope he asks us to burn blue christmas simpsons reference check yeah. um i was super super happy when we our lists uh, did not include blue christmas yeah, yeah i don't even think of it as a country song like when i think of that song i think of roy orbison or elvis presley yeah, I generally think of Elvis, I guess. Like, no, I'm not, yeah. But it's too much. Like, you will hear, okay, I went, I never go grocery shopping. I went grocery shopping last night. I think I heard Blue Christmas three times. If I worked at a grocery store or any type of, like, broad retail, like, I don't know, who plays Christmas music all the way through, like, Walmarts or grocery stores, yeah. I think I'd shoot myself based on the soundtrack alone i would you know that cart that they have in the middle of the grocery store that has all the different kinds of olives oh yeah yeah i'd find the most liquidy thing of <laughs> olives and i'd drown myself in it just my face that'd be a delicious death <laughs> <laughs> i love those olives i know i'm just trying to put some festivity into my okay. suicide <laughs> cool well good death 
best death ever. <laughs> There's another Simpsons reference oh, for you. We're on fire. All right, we've talked about uh, many festive things. <laughs> I think we at this point we need to put and Simpsons references into our uh, tagline or into our bio. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Because <laughs> we're, we're pretty much a country podcast with like we're we're a Simpsons reference podcast with a country music content. <laughs> did I, okay? I'm gonna. This has nothing to do with country music, but um, did some like I I read somewhere that Disney Plus now that they've added all the Simpsons episodes and the the aspect ratio is all off that they have said they're gonna fix it by 2021. <laughs> like what kind of like what. You guys are making Star Wars movies. You don't have the budget <laughs> that some fucking nerd could just go in and fix the aspect ratio. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we, we tried out uh, Disney Plus for a week, and uh, it was all right, but we we didn't need it for. No one need to pay for all the kids' movies. <laughs> Simpsons was really the only thing on there worth it. Um, but I didn't. I couldn't put my finger on what was weird about it. And it was until you asked, when I mentioned it, you're yeah. like, has the aspect ratio thrown you off? That's, <laughs> That's what, it, what was. it was. That's what was weird about it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, like when they because were showing. Because it's, it's square. And then it's on a widescreen TV. And so I don't know if it's zoomed in or what it is, but it is a little off. It's well, because what people were complaining about, it was, it was ruining jokes. So like one of the examples was like um, where all the Duff beer is uh, there's like the the four different. They're in the brewery, and there's the like Duff beer tour Duff light, Duff extra, Duff dry, Duff whatever, Duff raspberry, and then there's just one tube running into all four of them. Oh, and you couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, and oh. it, there's like a bunch of different ones like that where it was. Uh, there was like a, a moving company called like uh, I don't remember what it was, but they blocked off the name of the truck, and the truck was the oh. joke. So it's all these little things where it blocks off. Right. Yeah. Anyways. We di- we're digressing hard. We're digressing deep. Are we are, are we avoiding <laughs> talking <laughs> about Christmas? I think so. We've got Okay, so let's get into the songs. Let's this time not go super deep on them with all the different writers and everything. Let's group a couple together that go in groups and just kind of bang out what some of our favorite country Christmas songs are. They're probably all written by the same same dude. <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, the the first example, so Sean put his list together first and put it up on Spotify and I added to it with mine. And my first pick, my all-time favorite country Christmas song, uh Sean had already listed. And I was like, "Well, fuck, of course. Well, at <laughs> least at least we both like it." And then you when, dick. <laughs> exactly. And then when he came over today, he confessed that he actually listened to the one that he had posted and it wasn't what he thought it was <laughs> because it, he put the Alan Jackson version on, but he was really meaning the Johnny Paycheck version, which lyrically is not at all the same other than the basis of the hook. And I had never heard the Johnny Paycheck version. So what we're talking about is Honky Tonk Christmas. It's basically two different songs. They're not even versions, I guess. But but it's it's the same chord progression. I think it might even be the same key. And it's a Honky Tonk Christmas. Yeah, that Christmas. chorus. Yeah, exactly. But then everything else after just simply Honky Tonk Christmas is is different and the verses are different so johnny paycheck obviously did his first because alan jackson was like 93 93 yeah yeah and uh so it, it it's almost like it's a cover or his own take on that exact same song or on on the paycheck version but 
I don't know. Uh, so I was going for the Alan Jackson version, which I love. I also love that song. Like uh, that whole album, that Alan Jackson it is. Christmas album. That's uh, my, well, we'll just call it now. That's yeah. my, if, if Andrew's favorite country Christmas album of all time is Hunky Tonk Christmas by Alan Jackson, 1993. Front to back, best okay. one. There's well, even an Alvin and the Chipmunks song on there. <laughs> About like Santa coming in a pickup truck or something. Okay, well, if we're throwing down favorite country Christmas albums, um, I think mine is that Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn. Oh. Uh, Chris, I think it's just called. Oh God, I had it in my whole list here, but I think it's uh, called Country Christmas. Yeah, I think it is called Country Christmas. Yeah. I agree. I haven't worked out my top five. But that would definitely be either number two or three. And before we're getting to songs, we're just calling it for albums. Yeah. The other one, particularly in a modern sense, in the last 10 years, maybe 20 years, nobody, for me, nobody touches Casey Musgraves, uh, what's it called? A Casey Christmas or? I think we knew that you were going to go there. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) My second is for sure. And while you're looking that up, I'll just spout it off but it's uh willie nelson's pretty paper because i think it's you know it's a it's very a, ca- a very casey christmas ah, there you go yep which but, i mean kind of fits well with the willie nelson one because it doesn't willie sing on a song with her on that album which well we'll talk about that as maybe i'll just go into that song segues a plenty right now well let's just hit up two at the same time we okay. can both talk about both of these so you're talking about pretty paper when and if we're talking about like nostalgia what we do with families and christmas and tradition one of my earliest memories of christmas is like me and my brother like older than toddlers but being like really young dancing around the living room at christmas like in the crazy way the kids do listening to that record willie nelson's pretty paper like that that song is imprinted as like nostalgia christmas to me yeah. the whole record but particularly that song it's always going to be on like a top five list for me um a lot of people have recorded it including i think <laughs> roy orbison and elvis and a number of people but i don't know who actually wrote it yeah in the same way i feel like it's a bit of a reprieve from kind of normal Christmas music, even though it's been ingrained in, you know, for you, that's been ingrained in your memory as a classic Christmas song. On its own, it doesn't really, like if you listen to it non-lyrically, like it doesn't really sound like a Christmas song and I like that about it. And um, I don't know, are we sure that Willie didn't write this song? I'm looking at it right now. And... But uh, that is a big part of what I like about it is that I, it's Christmassy, but it's not Christmassy. So I, I think a lot of the songs that we both pulled out here are, they're songs that lyrically are about Christmas, but if you took any of those lyrics out and replaced them with just general country lyric, they would just be a country song. <laughs> yeah. I think Willie Nelson wrote it. Looks like he had recorded it in 1964 and Roy Orbison since then had recorded it and whole number of other people as well too i was right yeah i was kind of taking a stab in the dark there but it just sounded like a song that willie wrote oh yeah totally well uh, like hello walls and crazy and everything like that early era of Mm. willie nelson like very nashville sound time yeah it definitely sounds like something he would do anyways in addition to that his uh, duet with Casey Musgraves on her A Very Casey Christmas um, 
a willy have a willy nice uh, christmas have a, have, a, have a willy nice christmas yeah. <laughs> like such such a great song have a willy really 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 willy nice christmas i feel like she could have just said have a, a willy 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 nice christmas <laughs> it's true but i think it's i think it's better that way like yeah. really 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 willy nice christmas <laughs> and all the little obvious uh marijuana and everything jokes mixed in there as they are well i feel like Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg have been the <laughs> biggest advocates for marijuana use in America. Mm-hmm. And in a smaller subculture, Casey has been a very big proponent of it if you follow her on social media. So uh, I think she, he's probably uh, a role model for her, not only in country music, but also <laughs> in life <laughs> life and in, in terms of botanics and <laughs> botanicals botanicals and and i don't know <laughs> drug well, well, i'm trying to f- figure out a smart way to say drug use <laughs> I, I eloquent you were trying to be eloquent about yeah. it yeah uh so what else we got here i think as we're keeping it in the old school um when you're talking about like the old timey george jones song or sorry uh willie songs i was thinking about a george jones song that's a great tune i uh, haven't heard that forever like i just barely recognized it so the song is called uh, New Baby for Christmas. And when you hear that as a title of a Christmassy type song, New Baby for Christmas, I feel like you're kind of you, thinking a like, child ain't that like, sweet? Like, yeah, he wants to have a new well, child. And When you look at the title, <laughs> particularly from like an old school country track, you think that this is going to be like a Jesus thing, like a baby in a manger, yeah. like Christmas type of yeah, thing. Yeah, that and too. Nope, not at all. He George Jones the fuck out of this one. <laughs> he really did. This song cracks what are me the up. Lines like the the <laughs> she's got to be blonde or something like. That. So good. All George really wants is he wants a new girlfriend for Christmas, one that doesn't cheat on him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, because <laughs> you know his old girlfriend was cheating on him, as the song goes. And uh, <laughs> the good lyric is. Uh, she kissed me on a hayride, then she took me on a sleigh ride and turned my white Christmas into blue. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this song because it's, uh, it's that old school like piano or piano kind of George Jones where you always piano. had that honky-tonk piano. And every time I say honky-tonk piano, I make the motion with my hands. You guys can't see it. Um, it's kind of like uh, if you've ever watched The Muppets and the dog. <laughs> What's yeah. the dog's name? Ralph. <laughs> playing yeah. the piano yes. he's just kind of like pounding the keys with yeah. his elbows out kind of <laughs> that's my impression of it and that's how i assume that they played piano back then or piano piano and that was also like the george jo- jones like brush cut era mm. where like he had a haircut you could set your set watch, your watch to. to johnny unitas <laughs> there's a haircut you can set your watch to <laughs> another one anyways new baby for christmas uh you're going to think it's sweet and then it just turns into a George Jones just he Jonesified it. <laughs> okay, so keeping on the old school train, I'm going to hit you with two at the same time. It's uh both by Buck Owens. One is Santa looked a lot like daddy and the <laughs> other one is good old fashioned country Christmas. So I feel like good old fashioned country Christmas is really touching to the nostalgia that like you and I just talked about mm. like the world of busyness and shit of the hard like bustle of the season and then kind of coming home and yeah. kind of unplugging like good old country Christmas. Like you're having your sing songs. I'm having my pheasant hunting and family time. And it's just like chilling out. Um, it's got a lot of country isms of chopping wood and 
throwing other logs on the fire and family gatherings and everything all up in that song, but great tune musically. And, and, uh, Santa looked a lot like daddy, just like Bakersfield, Bakersfield 101, mm-hmm. like just the way that like that telly spanks in on the beginning. It's just like, Oh, and that's what I was saying. And where if you just remove the Christmas lyrics, just solid mm-hmm. country songs. Oh, totally. And that's like, again, if don't know what we're talking about bakersfield reference please go back to somewhere around episode nine or ten we have a whole uh whole episode on the bakersfield sound and you'll know what we're talking about with this like specific kind of like telecaster guitar edgy spank of a sound that is all over this tune and uh it's one that i I don't know if we'd call it a, a standard who who wrote that we should google that uh, Santa looked a lot like daddy because it can't be much earlier. Are you on that? Yep. It can't be much earlier than Buck Owens. Be, and like this would have been in the 60s. This was like height of Bakersfield sound. Like this was before Don Rich died. This was still like Don Rich Telecaster to the max. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, producers, uh, oh, it, so Buck Owens, Don Rich wrote it as producer. Buck Owens and Don Rich wrote the song. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Buck, solid. Yeah. Uh, and Ken Nelson, uh, produced it. Yeah, which, of course. Again, right in that era. Right. Like, height, like this is peak, straight peak out of that episode. <laughs> oh man. We should have put this in that episode. Nailed it. Well, I'm trying to find the year, but it's, anyways, it, it was like matter. 64 or something like that. I think. Um, 65. God damn, dude. <laughs> I know me and my all Bakersfield. This, all this research is paying off. <laughs> uh, okay. What, what do you got next? Um, okay. Where do I, what do I have next? I was too busy researching. Um, well, why don't we, I, let's get to some, like a Canadian corner here. Stomp a Tom. Yeah. And then I got another one too after that, but Sudbury uh, Saturday night, homie for you. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And for right. all you Americans who don't know, who may not know of Stomp a Tom Connors, he was like a phenomenon in Canada, like very much like somewhere between, I don't know, Johnny Cash, Woody Guthrie and something else like yeah like that camp that like yeah. that rhyming that quick like yeah there's something slightly campier in there too we'll think of it yeah it'll come to us but I, I i'm not sure i don't know outside of our country like i've never actually talked to i, I don't think i ever even asked any of my american friends who are into country like did he like did he break through onto that side or was he purely canadian um I don't know, like, depends what you mean by big breakthrough. I don't think he was ever big in America, but he was definitely in the circles and, like, was friends with people like Johnny Cash and everything. They all knew who he was. Like, there was a, the, there was an important scene up here. Like, the whole, like, Ottawa Valley and everything. Like, that's, like, in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Well, some of the best like, fiddlers the in the world. Brown and, like, be- some of the best fiddlers. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, some some pretty serious stuff. Like an hour from where we are, like there, it has its own country music hall of fame up here. And even though he's, where is Stomp and Tom from? Like, is he from Sudbury? No. Uh, well, we should know this. We're terrible. We should know for this. not knowing it. Um. <laughs> anyways, um. What was the original question? 
we've digressed. It, we were talking about uh, what his like in the in the U.S. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah. No, I don't think he's a big deal there. Um, but he's like a cultural icon up here in that more folksy singer songwriter, slightly campy country. New Brunswick. We should have known this. Okay. St. John, New Brunswick. Interesting. Stompin' Tom Connors. So, uh, yeah, if anybody who's listening doesn't know who Stompin' Tom is, I mean, just look it up. Uh, he's got some fantastic songs out there. He is a true Canadian legend. The song uh, I'm talking about is Merry Christmas, Everybody. And it up here, it is a staple uh, Christmas song. It starts off with the bells and... Uh, That's the only thing I hate about the song. <laughs> and I, like, another thing... Side note, gripe. When a Christmas song has its own whole like melody and rhythm, and they throw yet back. it starts out <laughs> with like that like ding dong Christmas bells, and then changes into whatever its r- melody is. It's like why don't don't put those bells at the beginning? Just do your song. Your song's good. You don't have to like essentially be like hear ye hear ye here comes a christmas song here's like the sleigh bells or like the ding dong christmas bells like get into it i do i some when i hear that though and i'm i do that kind of internal like oh fuck not another christmas song and then i'm like oh no it's the stomp tom song yeah. and i'm like yes <laughs> and then it kicks into like his upbeat kind of thing think of how much happier it would be if it just With no bells exactly yeah it would save you that eye roll you're right you're totally right but it's there so get past the bells, everybody. It's like two seconds of the song. Um, and it's another, we talked about it earlier, is just that recurring theme of uh, like crazy family members and all that kind of stuff. And this is what I was talking about. Uh, like <laughs> your shirt, the Cousin Eddie thing. It's like he talks about like some crazy uncle. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? Uh, hey, Uncle Marty, it's an all night party. So don't pour the drinks too strong. <laughs> and it reminded me of like the Cousin yeah. Eddie thing. Like, Shitter's full. Yeah. <laughs> or when he's just like taking the the deer uh, from the eggnog holder with like the, you know, the, the punch bowl. And <laughs> it's got like the, the deer glasses. They have like, the Oh yeah, on them. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just dunking it in there. <laughs> I tried very hard to get a punch bowl like that for no other reason. It's not like I'm having Christmas parties. I just wanted that. <laughs> you should have a Christmas party just for that. I should. So stomp a Tom, everybody look him up. Suppose it's me now. Well, I don't know what to say about this one. The song pretty much speaks for itself. But if you haven't heard Merry Christmas from the Family by Robert Earl Keane, it's maybe, it's for sure the funniest one for me, but also maybe the best. It's so catchy. And the live version, which I don't know if I've ever heard not a live version of it, but everybody in the audience knows all the words and is singing along. And I don't know where they would have learned it if it wasn't. I was going to ask you that because uh, when you sent me the links or when we share a playlist i was like okay well i guess he likes the live version so i started searching for just a normal version and it doesn't exist and i thought the exact same thing really it was like the crowd was singing it louder than he was totally and when he's like um my sister brought her new boyfriend he was a mexican yeah. the whole crowd is like he was a mexican I'm like, well, it's a little racist and then, but then they went into like the feliz navidad yeah. thing so i guess that's the joke like, yeah they didn't know what to think of him until he sang feliz navidad and then it's like oh okay so it's like oh that, that's cool that's cool he sings feliz navidad yes <laughs> Uh, but and so that was my other question. It's a Christmas song, so it's not like he he can't include it in every one of his sets. So how did people learn it so well? I have no idea, but that is a great song. And so with 
when lyrics like carve the turkey, turn the ball game on, mix margaritas when the eggnog's gone, somebody send someone to the quick pack store. We need some icing and extension cords, <laughs> a can of bean dip and some diet sprite, a box of tampons and some Marlboro lights. <laughs> Hallelujah, everybody say cheese. Merry Christmas from the family. <laughs> So that good. shopping list is like, uh, yeah. Well, the shopping list changes in every verse. Then it's like, uh, um, carve the turkey, turn the ball game on, make Bloody Marys because we all want one. Uh, send somebody to the stop and go. We need some celery and a can of fake snow, a bag of lemons <laughs> and some diet sprite, a, banks, a box of tampons and some Salem lights. I don't know what those are. Probably different. Salem's a cigarette? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh hallelujah everybody say cheese merry christmas from the family uh it's a great 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 song um what one of my if not my very favorite <laughs> that that shopping list reminds me of like uh i'll take one of those porno mags uh, uh one of those cigarettes. box of panty shields a couple of those porno magazines some and legal uh, fireworks, legal fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a disposable enema in there yes. too, uh, disposable enema and some illegal fireworks. But count me out. <laughs> yes. Oh, this so is going to be our most stacked episode of Simpsons references yet. I agree. So, uh, so <laughs> using a segue from the Mexican reference in this song for Feliz Navidad, my very favorite Christmas standard of all time is Feliz Navidad. On its own, straight up, but shoot me in the face. You don't? No. Oh (laughs) man! But also, you know me. Like, I want to learn Spanish. Like, my (laughs) I've got a basic Spanish, but I want to learn it more seriously so that I can understand mariachi music and rancho music, (laughs) like Tejano music. Like, oh my god! Like Mexican, like Spanish country music. Fuck, that is the shit. Did you try to explain this? to me is like me trying to explain like like murder country and death <laughs> folk and like all that is shit it that to bad? you. <laughs> I think it's about the same. I think we're on about the same opposite levels. Oh man, to me like it doesn't get better than like those like Spanish Mexican harmonies and if you throw in some steel guitar, like obviously like brass and trumpets and like the Spanish guitar are huge in that, but if you can like kink it with some <laughs> some steel guitar and some <laughs> fiddle oh my god it's the it's the best but so that being said love Felice Navidad as a baseline but in Casey Musgraves uh, a very Casey Christmas her take on Felice Navidad so good I so will good. say I did listen to the song I always listen to every song that we share um, for these episodes whether I love it or hate it I will say this is my favorite version of this song I'll take that as a slight win. Yeah. It starts out like very traditional and then it kind of comes in with her change to it and like steel guitar and everything else comes in. Yeah. It's like, yes, yes, yes. All of the yeses. All of the yeses. <laughs> so good. That whole record, top to bottom, but two favorites on the record. Definitely uh, have a Willie Nice Christmas and Feliz Navidad. So I'm going to... Actually, while we're on it, just so we don't have to talk about Casey yeah. Musgraves one more time... We can talk about her anytime, man. I know, I know, <laughs> but we got to try not to. Okay. <laughs> My wife is going to think we have a problem. <laughs> um, another standard, actually, but I really like this. Um, and her version is great too. What are you doing New Year's Eve? Such a like jazzy, smoky, late night Christmas kind of like 
half drunk, what are you doing New Year's Eve sort of lonely tune, usually played in more of a jazzy, bluesy type context. But as soon as like you, you, you can take that type of vibe as like a sultry female country singer, then as soon as you add in a little pedal steel and everything, it's just like, ah, perfect. I also just like the kind of the sentiment of this song. I don't know. I'm sure we've all been in that point where it's like you've kind of got officially sick of Christmas. Yeah. And it's like yes. you've been sitting around. That's e- a great way like to put it. Eating too much, drinking yep. too much, spending too much time with everybody. And you're just like, oh, my God, can we just move on? And then yep. it's like your next uh, foothold is uh, is New Year's. Yeah. So then it's like kind of like, hey, <laughs> You do New Year's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can we go do something that's not doesn't involve sitting? Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well played. Uh, well said. Yeah, I, I I like that song too. It was good. It gave me that kind of vibe. Um, so I'm I'm still gonna try and uh, hold on to the segue of that live song that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, because we kind of segued when we initially were just kind of vibing on our songs and, and stuff earlier. Um, I talked about Hayes Carl, mm-hmm. Hayes Carl a little bit, and that song "Grateful for Christmas." And I don't know if you actually talked about it. We said that there was a similar song, but you didn't. Really I think I meant. Did I mention Hayes Carl? Did I? Maybe. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. We'll figure it out in the editing, I guess. <laughs> Pause here for editing. <laughs> We're not pausing here. This is staying. <laughs> <No. in. laughs> it's just me leaning back and looking like a tool. Uh, anyways, "Grateful for Christmas" is a song by Hayes Carl. And it was just off, uh, I think it was off of K-Mag Yo-Yo. I think it was we did talk about two this. albums ago. Yeah. Um, and I, it was funny because it was just off a, a rant. It wasn't like a one-off. It wasn't like you released it at Christmas. This was just an album. And it's not the most Christmassy sounding song. So I guess you could pass it, pass it off as whatever. But I do really love just in general, like it's a beautiful kind of tongue-in-cheek sort of song. And it's got a real slow burn to it. And... This is the most in-depth I'll get on any of these songs, but it's like each verse is basically representing the next year and then the next yeah, year. Yeah, that was cool about it. I really like that progression. Yeah. So it was like an annual progression where like someone was is present one verse, but then they're not the next or, yeah, or they're grown up the next. They've passed away yeah. or they grew up and then they're doing Christmas with their yeah. family now. That was a cool concept. And it's such a thing that I'm sure we can all kind of see where it's like that is kind of the natural progression of things. And, you know, people stop showing up, um, locations change, relatives pass away, or they move on and do their own family Christmases. Um, and then things start to go awry, like, uh, you know, the pie's not tasting right because maybe the same person's not, you know, making it anymore. And the general, like, quality of things starts to go kind of sideways. And I do think, and I mentioned this a bit earlier, but it's like a good metaphor for how magical Christmas was as kids because it was like, it was so perfect back then, but it's because we were kids. You know, we didn't know. Yeah. And then it's like the sort of glitter and shine of it starts to sort of fade as we become adults. And it's not the same as it was. And, you know, some of the choice lyrics in this song are, uh, <laughs> this one's my favorite. Uh, I wish I had a drink or maybe a dozen. Lord, what <laughs> I wouldn't give for one good looking cousin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was driving and I think Amelia and I both laughed out loud <laughs> when, when I came on. Because uh, I'd never heard this song before. And like I think I mentioned earlier, uh, I had, did you look up when this came out? Because did this come out after um, Merry Christmas from the family? Uh, well, it, I know it was for a fact it came out on his K-Mag Yo-Yo album, which was not that uh, long ago. Like how not long ago? Uh, Ballpark. 
ballpark at, uh, I don't know, maybe like 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, Merry Christmas from the families, like mid-early 2000s. Uh, so that so I Ooh, feel like... 2011. Was, yeah? That was close. Okay, and it came out in February, so... Can you try to yeah. look up the other one too? Merry Christmas from the family, Robert Earl Keane. Because uh, I feel like it was something like 2002 or five or something like that. Um, but w- as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is a really interesting take, the way that he's doing the progression of generations or from year to year with the differences in the family, but in that same kind of raw, unfettered look at real, <laughs> real raw edge of a family Christmas yeah. that I hadn't ever seen in a Christmas song, unlike... Or, or before, uh, Merry Christmas from the family, Robert Earl Keane. But it resonates, right? Oh, it, it That's resonates. Why it resonates. Oh, absolutely. Like we all have crazy families. I don't yeah. care who you are. Yeah. You um, might not have that exact situation, but you've got a situation something like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, Merry Christmas from the family. It was written by Robert Earl Keane, and it was released in 1994. 1994? Yeah. Whoa! I thought it was 2002 or so. Yeah, Whoa, so that's way ahead. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure Hayes Carl was somewhat riffing on that, at least as like a mild inspiration. I, I could be wrong, but because there's no way he doesn't, because he's from Texas and Robert Earl. Yeah, I think they're buddies. Well, they, they, probably, but Robert Earl, Robert Earl Keen is like a big deal in Texas. He's touring with uh, Tyler Childers right now, or Tyler Childers is touring with him. Yeah, whatever way you want to say it. All right, um, where are we gonna go from here? We've been jumping all over this list. Do another one. Do another one. I did two. Okay. Um, I'm going to do two as well then. I'm going to do uh, two songs that I think uh, I'm going to call lazy, but I love them both. Um, Six Tons of Toys by, uh, well, the version I had was Dave Dudley. Uh, and <laughs> it is t- a is, total. Is there, not, is there another version? I don't I, I saw a million people cover it. Oh, okay. But he would have been who wrote it because he wrote Six Days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um. So why I say lazy is because it's I find there's this tradition of country singers who just kind of like rewrote lyrics to like existing songs. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so six tons of toys is like a play on six days on the road, and it's don't just, you have another one on your list that was one of those too? I do. And okay. That's what yeah. I'm gonna throw to oh, next. that's why it's two. Okay. Because <laughs> when I listened to them, I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah. These are both songs that are just." existing songs that are rewrote with christmas lyrics yeah i feel like someone was just like hey guys uh can you uh we got we got this christmas album out there uh do you mind just uh throwing down a few songs like yeah "Yeah, all right uh six days on the road's got a good vibe to it that was popular let's uh six tons of toys yes (laughs) (laughs) mr snub Um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty funny song, just basically replacing the lyrics of Six uh, Days on the Road with Six Tons of Toys, talking about Santa bringing six tons of toys in a in a truck to... I love Dave Dudley. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? His his voice, that, like, what, what what's that song? Uh, and when she walks, when she wiggles, and, uh, and uh, how fast them trucks will go. What is that song? I guarantee you it's about a truck, because every it song is. is about a truck. Oh, man. <laughs> Like it's it's about being like in a road like in a truck stop diner and like this waitress flow or something like she wiggles and she walks and we talk about how fast them trucks will go. <laughs> this is so good because he's got like, that like kind of like happy goofy way how fast them drugs will go. Yeah, could you imagine being pigeonholed to like the point where you're like 
No, no, no. Shut up, man. Is that song about a truck? Is that about truck driving? No, get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, that, that's why you get Brandy Clark up in here writing songs uh, called Songs About Trucks that <laughs> eschew all songs about trucks. So the other, what I felt was um, a little lazy was actually an Ernest Tubbs song called I'll, I'll Be Walking the Floor This Christmas. And that's I, what it was. <laughs> that was the other one. I was like, really? Yeah. That's like the just, most contrived one. <laughs> right. Like, it's just I'll be walking the or I'm walking floor the over floor. you. And, and then changing the lyrics, yeah. make it a little more Christmas. It works in the meter, but it like it's like an 11 on the eye roll scale for me. <laughs> 100%. But on the same side of things, it's like, if you've got a bunch of relatives sitting around, you know, telling you to put on country music, you can claim this as country music and still feel like you're listening to Ernest Tubb. <laughs> you mean Christmas music? Yeah, sorry. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, relatives sing, put on Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather listen to that. Than, what did yeah. I say? Country music? Yeah. Yeah, I meant put on Christmas song. So all this is classified as Christmas, so you're good. It's okay. We've both had a couple beers and wines. We're... <laughs> We're in the Christmas we're, spirit. We're festive. <laughs> yeah, we're real. Fe- get festive. Real festive. <laughs> what do you What do you got? Oh man, I don't know. Gonna open my phone again. Um, how many more of these do we want to go into? Let's plow through a couple more, and then uh, I think our time is getting on here. Oh yeah, we should we should start to wrap up here. Um. Oh well. No episode of Country Country Music is complete without a mention of the king himself, Mr. George Strait, which I think earlier I said his Christmas records suck, which I stand by, which I hate to say because he's my all-time favorite country singer and he can do no wrong, but fuck, like all of these just covers of standards of White Christmas and whatever else, blah. The yeah. one, the one song that stands out on there as fucking dynamite because it's not a standard and he kills it is Christmas cookies. Such a good <laughs> tune. I don't even like cookies, <laughs> and I just love that song. And it has like such a like upbeat western swing groove to it. Like it, 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 it goes beyond all of the contrived pandering of all of these country uh, country christmas records to something that like seems so authentic he he sings it and portrays it like you literally picture him in his house his like san antonio mountaintop mansion that we talked about a couple episodes ago that his daughter-in-law the realtor is selling right now for like 8.9 million that is like amazing you picture him there with his wife norma baking these christmas cookies that he's like sneaking and eating in this very western swing groove that is just it's it's perfect and it's it there it just bleeds of authenticity if he i doubt he wrote it but i i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past him it's it seems so real i i feel like this song and it would make a lot of sense if you were telling me that George Strait didn't write it, and I, I think that does make sense. He well, he rarely write. writes anything. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's, uh, you know, some of these country, these these Christmas songs, uh, not necessarily country, just Christmas songs in general, are like 
they're a little bit dirty, like a little wink to like. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a great spot in that where it's talking yes. about like banging in between. Uh, I feel like this song's super dirty. And yeah. It's kind of funny that George Strait. He is just wants it. her to <laughs> bake the cookies so that while it's in the oven, they have some time for some loving and in between. And you come give me some sprinkles. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's it's even funnier, like because with George Jones or George Strait, like his innocence of, uh, you know, singing yeah. it, it's uh, pretty funny. I will tell you one thing. Tell me. <laughs> one of my... I have no idea where this is going. It's a George Strait thing. Okay. One of my favorite... Like, if if I ever were to say that I like some country classics, mm-hmm. like some country staple songs, not... I'm sorry. I keep saying country. I mean to be saying Christmas. <laughs> Christmas staple songs. There's a, a few George Strait albums out there that are Christmas staple songs of, like... I'm looking at it right now on my phone. Like he's got Jingle Bells, Silent Night, We Three Kings, Joy to the World, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I hate all of those. I, I hate them too as songs, but if I have to listen to these country standards, this George Strait oh, that album version. version is the best. Yeah, because his voice is so awesome and like yeah, they're arranged well. No, and I And they're done very well. And you get a little bit of steel in there and like whatever else, you know, I'm, I'm trying to patting me on the head, making me happy. No, I'm trying to pat us both on. You get a little bit of steel. No, in there. I You're love you. Okay. No, You'll get I'm through on it. your side here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, th- that is one. Of, if I'm going to have to listen to some of those Christmas standards. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I, I will backpedal my earlier comment where I say they suck. Um, what I mean, they suck. They they don't need in to exist. In the broader exist. sense, how about yeah. that? They don't need to exist. They don't need to exist. But if they have to exist, his version is better than almost all of the rest. If you're out there and you're about to record a Christmas album because it's getting close and you feel like you could cash in on it, or you did it already, but if you did already, that doesn't really apply to you. Um, don't do it. If you are gonna do it, write your own songs. Make the new classic. Yeah. Write your own Christmas cookies or Willie Nice Christmas like. Fuck the standards. They've been done. You're not going to do it better than Bing Crosby or George (laughs) Strait doing it again on top of it. You're not going to do it better, period. No bells. Nope. (laughs) Fuck it all. Don't just try sell a bit more at Christmas on a record that nobody's going to care about in the long run. Don't fucking throw back to Rudolph the Red Nose and the Reindeer. Like nothing. That was so 1960s. <laughs> nobody cares anymore. Burl Ives has a patent on it. <laughs> do your own thing. We fully encourage a Christmas record, but do it as your own originals. All originals. Yep. I'd buy that album. Me too. What else you got? Oh, boy. I, I, we went on a tangent there. Yeah, that was a bit of a rant. We should. Uh, we did mention Loretta Lynn. I said that was my favorite um, Christmas country Christmas album. We didn't get into much on the songs, but I love that. Well, uh, I won't both of it. these were on my list as well, by the way. Well, that's but good. Why don't you Why don't you take the uh, rundown on them? Well, so it was Country Christmas, and I won't decorate your Christmas tree. Uh, country Christmas is just a really good straight ahead uh, country song. It's got a dobro in it, which I love, and it just rips it up at like a real fast, upbeat pace. And this is one of those songs where I love to just, you know, when you're sitting around and you're listening to a ridiculous amount of Christmas music and you just need some country music, but... It reminds me a little bit of Buck Owens' good old-fashioned Christmas that I was talking about yes, earlier. Yes, Like, 100%. those two are kind of on the same page. It's got that, like, uh, kind of manic pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great song. And then I love I Won't Decorate Your Christmas Tree because it's got that patented, like, Loretta, Loretta Lynn, Lynn swa- sass. Like, sa- oh, fuck. <laughs> I just about said swagger, but I meant to say sass. Like, that, 
that uh, you ain't woman enough to take my man kind of fist city like fuck you Loretta Lynnness like yeah, man. I ain't decorating your tree yeah yeah it's so good it's like I love the undertones of it it's it's understated but it gets the point across like most of her songs like she doesn't have to come right out and say it I mean fist city is a little bit on the nose but <laughs> it's, it's beyond on the nose it's punching the nose <laughs> literally literally yeah but uh, so, like, you better move your feet if you don't want to <laughs> eat a meal that's called Fist City. <laughs> oh, I love how much we talk about Fist City. Yeah. Uh, good lyrics from this one. Uh, your, your bulbs are burnt out and your tinsel don't shine. When you come back, I won't be here. I won't decorate your Christmas tree this year. Nice. Take that, fella. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> Take that, fella. You should have, should have thought about it before you stepped out on Loretta. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, what do you think? I mean, I had. A bunch more on my list. I don't know. I think we've generated enough of a list here. You got anything you urgently need to speak about? I will very quickly mention a couple. Are you done? Yeah, I I, I can be done. Okay, I've I've got I got a few more that need some honorable mentions. Um, Hanging around the mistletoe by Brooks and Dunn. This uh, particularly, if you listen to our last episode, or was it a couple episodes back? I don't know. Recently, the. Um, uh, the players episode with Brent Mason talking about all the Nash, the new Nashville a team here. You can hear it in full effect on actually you can hear them on full effect, particularly Brent Mason and Paul Franklin also on the Alan Jackson, um, honky tonk Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're spanking away on the telly and sliding away on the pedal steel, Brent Mason and Paul Franklin. On just the chipmunk like song? Well, they're on the whole record. <laughs> But you, yeah, that, that that as well. Uh, anyways, hanging around the mistletoe, some like edgy roadhouse, like early '90s honky tonk Christmas song. Great tune. Uh, if you don't know it, check that out. Uh, All I want for Christmas, dear, is you from Travis Tritt. Something that sounds like a super cheesy song, but it very much leans into that Alan Jackson honky tonk Christmas kind of vibes. Um, Really, really recommend that and check it out. Um, Christmas in Dixie from Alabama, from an Alabama Christmas. This this is one of those songs that I I roll at the beginning and the end because they do that like like jingle bells or Christmas bells kind of intro and outro, and it's so bad they shouldn't have done it in my opinion. But pr- pretty good song uh, through and through. It's one of those ones that we had this record. Like my dad had this record. So I remember hearing this along with Willie Nelson, Pretty Paper for so long as I was a kid, a toddler kind of dancing around listening to this. Um, and then the uh, w- one more that I wanted to throw down, I almost mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Alan Jackson and the Honky Tonk Christmas album. Please, Daddy, parentheses, don't get drunk this Christmas. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. One. That's a good one. That's a really good one. It's like half sad, but like half funny, but like kind of upbeat. Like it's yeah. just like it's a very good like country Christmas song. It's a very much quote unquote a honky tonk Christmas. Uh, and also there you can just hear like pure '90s the players, Brent Mason, Paul yeah. Franklin, just all the way through. <laughs> And uh, I will end on a somber note, but a very good song that I don't know if everybody considers a Christmas song, but I do, and a couple of my friends uh, definitely do. Always 
couple friends that own some restaurants around Christmas time who don't always listen to country music, but around this time of year, they're always playing Merle Haggard when I walk in and if we make it through December. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. I actually dislike that song. Why? I just, I don't like it musically. Musically? Yeah. Interesting. Why, like, I don't know, man. I can't even put my finger on it, but I can understand not that. Not lyrically, but musically. Yes. Okay. And like instrumentally. Yeah. Interesting. But I could totally understand that coming from like a restaurateur standpoint. Like if we make it through December, yeah, man, if you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just, it's, I, I think it's partly that they're more uh, on the um, old school. Like there's the guys that like listen to Dylan and stuff like that. And yeah. then when, and Neil Young and everything. And when we have a, country conversation like oh merle haggard's great and it's like oh if we make it through december one of my favorite <laughs> songs of the year or uh so anyways uh great song very like much more real and somber but uh great great tune i think and I, if, if if you have more of a a sad edge to your because because i know christmas isn't always a happy time for everybody and there there's often like a lot of triggers and like hard times associated with it so songs like this really tap into that to like the real um sometimes sadder like get through it try be happy side of christmas or it's supposed to be a happy time and it's not for everybody the song really speaks to it and it's i think one of merle haggard's greatest songs ever that really speaks to i don't know his authenticity and experience and songwriting well, and I think that's probably a good point to sort of wrap it up on. Um, and if we're going to get, we're going to wax a little philosophical here. It's like, it's a rough time of year. We, we said this earlier. So, you know, if we all can just make it through December, it's yeah. a good thing. Take care of each other. Don't be shitty. Um, don't uh, punch anybody like at the mall when stuff's going down. Do people? I don't even know if people still go to malls. But I'm just saying, you know, everybody's having a rough time generally around this time of year. So... Take care of each other. It's a good PSA. Yeah, man. Be Christmassy. Listen to our playlist because this will get you through. When you start hearing those songs that drive you bananas, um, put on our playlist. We're going to put all these songs and then we're just going to keep adding more to it as as the uh, season goes on, as we hear things that we've forgotten about. We will get you through December, <laughs> I guess is what we're saying. So well played. check out the playlist. It's on Spotify, Country Country Music. While um, you're at it, if you could do us a favor, we would really appreciate it if you'd hit up Apple uh, and give us a review on the podcasts, Apple reviews, and give us a five-star review if you are so inclined. That would really be appreciated, but uh, give us whatever you whatever you think. Give us an honest review. Give us an honest rating, and we, we'd really appreciate it. It helps with our listenership, and it's something that can help other people find us because it moves up in the uh, recommendations. And, you know, you can consider it your Christmas present to us even. That would be grand. <laughs> what a great thought. <laughs> Give us a Christmas present by either passing this on to a friend. That's the other thing. If you know anybody who is mildly interested in country music or country music commentary, please just... We, we know word of mouth is the best thing you can do. Pass this on to a friend and or give us a review on Apple. Even if they hate country music, we're out here trying to convince those people that hate country music that 
they don't really understand what they're saying they hate. So, you know, direct them our way and maybe we'll change their minds. Um, it's true. They might hate Sam Hunt and realize that we do too. And, well, we don't hate him. He seems like a great guy, but his music. We don't hate anybody. It's Christmas. Exactly. Okay, Andrew? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, uh, follow us on all the socials. I'm the drunk uncle right now. A couple <laughs> glasses of wine deep talking Shitter's about full. hating people. <laughs> Shitter's full. <laughs> yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. At, uh, at country country music yeah and on twitter at uh country underscore podcast we're all up in the twitter machine now and uh yeah what do you think uh should should we can we watch national lampoons Is i don't too early in the that. season yeah yeah i'm not doing that right now God damn well, what do you want to do you want to have an eggnog no i don't have any i've still got half a bottle of wine but i feel like we could put on honky tonk christmas and that'd be all right okay can we have, like do a shot or something okay all right compromise <laughs> merry christmas everybody <laughs> merry christmas everybody <laughs>